Hey guys, welcome back to YYGS Beyond, a podcast for YYGS alums and students interested in the program, where we talk to the alums about YYGS and how they are following their passions to make an impact on the world. We are your hosts. I'm Ivan Zhu from San Jose, California, and I attended ASE BPS, which is now IST Innovations in Science and Technology, Session 1 of YYGS Connect. And I'm Noah Tan, coming to you from Stevensville, Michigan, and I was in YYGS Connect PLE Session 1. If you're new, then welcome, and definitely check out our first few episodes, and we hope you enjoy our episode for today. Um, and if you've listened to our previous episodes, then we're glad to have you back. As usual, we'll be splitting this episode into two segments, the first where we talk to guests about YYGS, what we loved, or didn't like so much, and a second segment where we discuss our guests' passions and how they're making an impact on the world. Now let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Isabella and Alex. Why don't y'all introduce yourselves? Yeah, thank you for having us. Uh, my name is Isabella. I come from San Diego, California, and I was in SGC Solving Global Challenges Session 2. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Alex. I am from a little suburb outside of Washington, D.C., and I was in ASC BBS Session 4. Well, we are certainly glad to have you guys here. You guys actually wanted to be guests together, but you guys said that you were in different sessions. So how did you guys get to know each other? It's sort of embarrassing at the same time, but we were just... I'm pretty sure a few of you guys might be on it, but it's the large YYGS chat that has everyone in it from Uh all the sessions, right? right? And we were kind of joking around. The 2021, yeah. Yeah, the 2021. And we were kind of joking around about things that we used to do in our in our middle school years that were incredibly embarrassing. And I talked about how I once wrote a book on Wattpad, and it was like a whole science fiction romance. And Alex took large interest in it. So you only, you only wrote one chapter. Yeah, you I only wrote one more. chapter, but he made me he made me he messaged me privately, and he made me tell him the entire story or what I had planned to write out when I was like thirteen. Um, it was it was not it was an embarrassing experience to say the least, but um, I got a pretty good friend out of it, so no regrets. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yes, we love shameless yeah. writing fanfics. That's like the best. I mean, <laughs> we we all do regrettable things in our middle school years. I feel like that should not be <laughs> that should not be denied. Yes, but um, yeah, right. So why would yes? Especially because we couldn't actually go to Yale, and a lot of what we did through connecting was on WhatsApp. That's these are these connections that we make, and the ones that I feel like we cherish the most from these experiences. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to get a little bit more into what YYGS is about, do you guys want to talk about um, your own experiences within your sessions? Yeah, sure. Um, Alex, why don't you go first? Because I feel like I've talked enough. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I unfortunately was only in YYGS for like a week because I was dumb enough to say that I was available for all the sessions. So they threw me in a one week one. Um, And I, so like because of that, I didn't really have time to like meet or like talk to people very much. So I was definitely happy I 
I'd like met a few people over WhatsApp like in the spring. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pretty good experience. There were there were some there were some things that weren't ideal, obviously being online, but I still enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah, um, I guess it was the same thing for me too. Um, unlike Alex, I checked off that I was only available for the two week ones, um, and I got placed in session two. And it was a pretty good experience. I think there were some things that I definitely criticized about it that could have been done better. Um, but overall, I definitely don't regret it. And the things that I've taken away from it, it's kind of, it's memorable. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What were your favorite seminars or maybe what was your um, simulation project? And what did you think about all of that? Um, I mean, I... Actually, a lot of my seminars, I don't even know if this was just because of what was available or just because of what I picked by accident, were about neuroscience, which was something I hadn't really thought about at all before. Um, and I thought like just talking about that was really interesting because we talked about like one of the ones was like, what is intelligence as a concept? which is really interesting because it's not really something you think about. And that was probably my favorite seminar. Um, The simulation project was a little hard because we only have like two days. Um, So we didn't really come out with all that much. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the, the worst part of YYGS going online was the simulation was trying to like simulate effectively like a two week capstone project. And it just, it's not the same in my opinion. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause like for the two week program, we had like, yeah, two weeks to come up with our idea. But um, do you want to share what idea or what question you guys had or what problem you guys tackled? Both Alex or Isabella. For me, our primary topic for the capstone project or simulation, what was it? We talked about environmental racism and how that's affecting POC and minorities currently, especially during the pandemic. And um, it was mainly centered around how uh, people of color are usually pushed into communities that are more polluted and that probably affects, you know, their health and their lungs. And when it comes to a pandemic where, you know, healthcare and a person's own immunity is more important than ever, then obviously they're going to be at a higher risk for contracting COVID because their immune systems are already compromised by then. And it's just kind of like a systemic problem. And yeah, I think I think we did pretty well on it. We actually took a different approach because a lot of people ended up doing PowerPoints or Google Slides, but we ended up choosing to do a skit or like a mini movie, um, mainly because honestly, we were too lazy to make our own presentation, but it, it worked out in the end and we got a pretty good um, reception from our audience. So <gasps> no regrets. Dang, that's pretty awesome. And it's also a little bit of parrot, uh, a little bit of a paradox. You guys are we're a little bit too lazy to do a presentation, so you guys made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it was a lot easier, um, ah. and some of us were more comfortable with just acting rather than presenting. And we thought, you know, right. why not make it not boring? 
I mean, kudos to you guys, man. I, I don't think I could have ever acted something out for... <laughs> well, <laughs> well for thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, and that also kind of just goes to show how, how creative we can get in, our, in YYGS. I'm sure if we were actually there, we could have used a lot more props, or you guys would have used probably a bit more props. Oh, yeah, yeah. The most we could do, <laughs> the most we could do is just zoom backgrounds, but that was about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your favorite seminars or maybe what you guys did during family time or just overall your favorite part of YWGS? Um, I think my favorite seminar, to be honest, my I was really excited for my seminars, but I was a little bit let down by a few of them just because it just didn't feel like I was learning a lot or it was just going over basic things that I already knew about. But my favorite one definitely was my last one, which was um, Rising Authoritarians in Times of Crisis. And it basically talked about how world leaders can use um, crises, crises like pandemics or natural disasters and use them to gain more power and turn things into total monarchies um, by kind of using the pandemic or the crisis as a front and allowing themselves to rise to power behind the scenes. And that one was definitely eye-opening and it kind of showed a lot of things to me that I previously did not notice. Um, I would say that's probably my favorite seminar out of all of them. Nice, nice. And just a reminder that you did the Solving Global Challenges session, right? Yes, I did. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and Alex, since you did the ASC BB, BBS one, do you want to go into one of those seminars or lectures, like one of your favorite ones or... Um, yeah, so I talked about this a little bit earlier, but my favorite seminar talked about, like, intelligence, and what especially interested me is, like, mm-hmm. the future of that, how, um, how artificial intelligence, uh, will be able to shape the world in the future, and, um, just talking about how eventually humans will create a super intelligence, and I just think that concept is very interesting, just because of, not necessarily just because of, like, the science required to create it, but, like, the ethical concerns of what will happen when that happens i just find very interesting oh my god yes like there was this seminar i think it was like the ethics of biology i really wanted it but i didn't get it it was sad but yeah definitely the ethics of science right when we think about all of these innovations in science like wow they're so cool and all right but then there's also but is it morally correct right what what are the implications of these new technologies that are being made. And I think just that overall like yeah. multifaceted understanding of how something so cool could also be so dangerous. That's something that YYGS really helped us or encouraged us to think about, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, Yale does a great job of, especially the YYGS program, what they did is, do, is did a great job of diving into this very, very deep, deep ethical understanding of the world that we live in. And that line and question is not is no longer can we, but should we? Uh, you know, as technology is 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 ever you know changing, is ever developing, um, you know, as as a lot of people saw in the ASCBBS program, that is really more in- interconnected, I think, than um 
than we really think that we really thought previously, at least for me, before I came to the program, I thought, you know, it was PLE, SGC, all these different programs, but I never saw that kind of underlying um, underpinning um, that it's ethical um, dilemmas underpinning all the programs into one YYGS um, question. And I think, you know, when you have this, these advances that you would do in um, ASC BBS, now you're getting into the ethical dilemmas um, and, and looking back and maybe you need some philosophy to help you, uh, you know, gain a moral understanding that can help you shape policy in which you would need, you know, um, law, politics and economics. And then, you know, using that, you can um, start working through policies and through different changes to solve global challenges. And so I think this ethical reasoning of can we and should we is is, is really an underpinning um an underpinning aspect of Yale and Global Scholars, and I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, definitely. I would say so. Overall, YWHS has just taught taught us a lot, I would say. Um, it was an educational experience. Lately, or recently, um, YWHS, they send out the applications for uh, ambassadorship, right? Oh, yes. So, <laughs> and for those of you who are listening, you guys might have you know been led here by... A fellow ambassador, but for Isabella and Alex, do you guys have any plans for that, or what do you guys think about that? And overall, like the after YYGS experience, what is that like? Um, I think I was actually encouraged to apply for ambassadorship by one of the staff members because I was part of the media team on YYGS Connect for my session, and you know, I'm not sure if. I'm pretty sure like people know what that is. If you were in YYGS for 2020, it was just like you had your Instagram reporters, you had your humans of YYGS. And then I had a different job, actually. I was the session session videographer. So I was in charge of making a whole five to seven minute video about my session and everything. And it turned out pretty well. And it got, it was like featured at the closing ceremony and everything. And then after that, they told me that I should apply to be an ambassador. So I think I probably will just because they asked me to. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm going to. Like, I, I definitely enjoyed YYGS and it was, it was a very positive experience. But I just like, don't think I really got enough of the experience to be able to say anything beyond just like, yeah, you should apply um and also i'm just really really busy right now um being in (laughs) september of my senior year in the u.s so Mm -hmm. i honestly just don't think i have time to do it right college apps and still we have our senior year course load right of course yeah (laughs) yeah honestly though i i i also don't know if i really want to be an ambassador (laughs) Because uh, I wasn't on the media team, and unfortunately, my application to that was rejected. <sighs> just a little bit salty, not that much. Just just a little salt. Um, Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but Isabella, if you want to go into more of that experience of, with working with the YGS staff members on that media team. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I actually originally applied to be an Instagram reporter just you know I'm pretty sure you guys saw the stories right mm-hmm. it's just a day in the life yeah yeah I originally applied to be part of that because I figured I can do that but when I got 
my um, email about it, they asked me to be a session videographer instead. And at first I thought, does this mean I rejected? Am I not good enough for you? But um, it turns out that after we sent in the applications, they created a new role and it was basically one person from every session. Um, yeah, one person from every session. So there were four in total. They're chosen to be the session videographer and they're in charge of making a whole video about that entire session, interviewing um, students from all four disciplines and it gets shown at the closing ceremony. And I honestly didn't know how to feel about it because my videos, like my videography skills aren't that great, but they said that I seemed the most fit for the role. And I figured, well, if you picked me out of the 300 other people that are attending session two, I guess um, that means I do have something. So I tried my best and I interviewed a lot of people. I think it turned out really well. And I'm pretty, I'm quite proud of it. Yeah. Dang. So you were the chosen one, weren't you? <laughs> I don't, I don't think I want to put it that way. It sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. really pretentious if I put it that way. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think I saw that. And um, if, I think it might still be posted on, or maybe it's saved into one of the stories of YYGS. But that was definitely one of like, I think the coolest videos that I've seen. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Just the overall professionality of it all well i tried i think i paid 20 dollars for an adobe membership just so i can make the video so oh dang dedication dedication i mean i don't i don't know none of my friends are artistic people or none of my close friends so i had to make do mm-hmm thing but yeah see this is this is all very fun and games um and so you guys have shared like about your experiences with yygs and just overall and now you know for those listeners who are looking to apply this coming year um do you guys have any advice Ooh, that one's a hard one because mm-hmm. Honestly, I was planning on applying just because I saw one of my friends do it in China um, the year before. Right, right. Yeah. And I was going to apply early, but then I got really lazy. So I pushed it (laughs) off. And I was like, you know what, I'll just do it for regular. But then it came down to like a week before the regular decision. And I was like, oh, I got to work on this now. Um, And at one point, I was just so lazy to the point where I was like, maybe I just won't apply. But I did everything in like two hours including my essay i didn't even proofread it once um i actually watched some of your older podcasts and the older episodes and i saw people talking about how they proofread it and they like tried hard on their application and part of that makes me feel bad because i i honestly did not pay a lot of attention to it at all um and my essay was horribly written but you know what i'm here now so (laughs) i guess all i can say is just yeah but (laughs) i'm here now i guess I mean, I mean, I was kind of similar because initially I, last year I was like looking for uh, some sort of college summer program and I ended up sending in the YYGS application regular because it was just earlier, it was due earlier than any of the other ones. And then I just kind of was like, hey, you know, like, I don't even know if I'm going to do this. Like, well, I'd, first of all, I didn't really think I was going to get in. And then, um... I didn't know if I was going to do this because I had a job opportunity, actually. Um, but then 
uh, I got in. So I, I, uh, it was the one application I ended up sending in and I got lucky enough to get, um, admitted, which was nice. And, uh, my job got canceled anyway because of the pandemic. So uh, it was nice to have something to do sitting at home. So I would definitely recommend it, especially if it's going to be back yeah. at Yale next yeah. year. Yes. Have um, good food. But I would say like, don't be like Alex. I, I would say like the application. Don't be like Alex <laughs> hey. or, or me. The application. Well, I mean, the, I, I would say just like, yeah, don't, yeah, don't stress too much. Like, like obviously work hard on yeah. it. But it's just a summer yeah. program. Also, don't be like me. Just, I feel like even if you don't pay like too much attention to it, don't stress too much on it. But you should still put a level of care in it because I, I feel like I definitely took a huge gamble with just half, like just half-heartedly completing it. So, I think you should definitely put more effort into it than I did. <laughs> All right. All some really good advice as we move on. Uh, We're going to take a short break, so stick around and we'll be right back. Hey guys, and welcome back. Uh, now as many of you may know, it is the election year here in the United States, and all mm. chaos ensues. But hey, Noah, are you old enough to vote yet? No, no, I won't be. I'll still be 17. I'm about seven months short. Ah, uh, darn. Me neither. That's sad. Uh, but, you know, for those of you who can... Please do, and there are so many other ways that we, even though if we can't necessarily vote right now, there are other ways we can get involved in politics. And with us are two guests who just so happen to be quite involved. So welcome back, Isabella and Alex. Thank you. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, this is a segue. Yes, I like to announce that this is a segue. Um, So one thing I think we should probably get out of the way firsthand is that Many people, both young and old, feel that their voices can't really be heard or that they can't really make a difference. 
Um, so what are your guys' perspectives on that? Like, and do you guys know of any examples where maybe, you know, one voice truly had an impact? Mm, young people. Um, that's actually quite a complicated subject. Mm-hmm. I think for me, there are a lot of people where I live in that community that are super open about their own political beliefs and what they want to do. Um, and I myself have tried to get involved in politics as well um, because it is something that I really am interested in and kind of want to go into in the future. But I think if you're talking about someone, a young person that got involved or spoke out about things, I have led political campaigns before. I was the campaign director for a city council candidate earlier in 2019 and 2020. Um we kind of lost the primaries, so that was sad, but it was a pretty good experience. And I just think like, and I also interned for a few congressmen and their re-election campaigns right now. But I just think if you want to, then don't hesitate to step out and go after what you believe in, because it's really important, especially as a younger generation, because, you know, the future is kind of on your hands. Right, right. And I was just thinking, though, because like all this talk about, you know, we should be stepping up and, you know, getting ourselves out there. But honestly, as as a high schooler, I don't really, you know, I don't have much knowledge of, you know, how to step out into the world. So if you guys have any any tips on, you know, where to start or how you guys got started to begin with. Right. Uh, Yeah. So I just got involved through someone at the right time but the, the, the thing is there are definitely a lot of ways to get involved that aren't that like you can reach out um i know at least the campaign i'm involved with is always looking for help um so there's uh it's definitely not hard to get involved with stuff like mm-hmm. this if you want to um just because i just happen to know somebody um doesn't mean that that's oh yeah definitely i agree with that and like it's never it's never a bad time to learn more about politics and your political views you know shape them as you can (laughs) if only i was eligible to vote that would mean a lot to me i mean also also even i think me being eligible to vote doesn't really make a difference in my eyes even if i could vote because just because of where I live, like, um, I could probably already tell you the outcome of the election right now, um, in my state at least, not not around the country, but uh, where I live, I feel like my vote doesn't matter as much because there aren't any contested races, and so it, it, it feels better to work on a, on a campaign that actually is trying to change something. something. But- like, I don't think I'll be able to vote for the next 10 years because I am not a citizen. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I yeah. Mm-hmm. How can we educate ourselves and those around us? Oh, okay. I think there's a very fine line between what to do and what not to do. So if you're passionate about something, Wonderful. if you want to learn more about it, then I guess research into it see like what local organizations you can join things like that um 
and like what bigger movements around the U.S. that you can take part in or, you know, things like that. What not to do. I like, I feel like I really need to get this out. Just please don't start your own nonprofit organization or like something, something of that sort. Alex and I have talked about this so many times oh, by the way, when we um, see people the in the YYGS chats just send out like announcements that they're starting a nonprofit organization. And us, part of me is like, okay, you're getting yourself educated. You're trying to show that you care about a subject, but at the same time, it's like the third one of the same topic we've seen in this month. So please just like, if you really care, just like join a larger organization okay like, or find someone else that shares the like, common interest that you have and you see what you, you know guys what can mean. do in your community. But don't make a whole nonprofit organization yeah. out of it because personally, I think it's just not a great idea. Um, I, I completely agree with that. That was, that was kind of to my point. I mean, obviously there are a lot of problems in the world and there are, are ways for like nonprofits like this to potentially be effective if there's no other program oh. out to support um well okay whatever yet, uh, but, um... whatever cause you're trying to help or whatever problem you're trying to help but the thing is a lot of the time uh these nonprofits don't really do very much because of uh, funding issues or organizational issues. So what I would say is, is it's much more about to put your work and your time into just a pre-existing organization because then you might actually be able to do something. Yeah, I mean, if you have so many nonprofits around the U.S. or maybe around the world, and all of them are doing the same thing, but none of them come together, then really, what impact are you making? I just think, and part of me just wonders, like, do you really care about it? Because if you really cared about it, you would find a bigger cause to contribute to, not try and make it your own little thing. I guess another question I have for you, Isabella, is what was your experience like working on that political campaign? I know that although you guys did lose the primaries, but what was it like working with professional campaign oh, members? Mm -hmm. it, was, it was stressful. <laughs> so, so stressful. Um, not just because I wasn't like a worker, rather I was a leader and I was like, directing everyone and yeah at some so a lot of times I doubted myself because you know normally you would hire an adult to run your entire political campaign but I didn't understand why um the woman who ran she chose me um I mean we worked together in the past but that was for like community service and things but this was just completely brand new um but in the end I'm really grateful for it even though it's such a huge challenge and I worried about a lot of things and I was so confused on so many things. But I think I came out of it like really, really happy about what I had done and what I had gone through. For one thing, our entire campaign team was just made up of students. Like there were there were almost no adults working with us. So like there's only so many things that young people can do, right? As much as you'd like to say that young people should step out and like use their voices there's really only so much you can do and our power is limited but a lot of the times it was like is this the right move um should i do this will this help us increase our voter base um and we used a lot of like non-traditional methods that like cater to young people rather than older people so like we didn't do phone banking or yard signs or anything like that and i feel like looking back i definitely should have done that 
um, because I focused way too much on one demographic rather than expanding to everything else or everyone else. But that's probably something I'll keep in mind for the next time I do something like that. Mm-hmm. And for Alex, um, do you have anything to share about your experiences? I mean, I'm honestly, uh, Isabella did a lot more than I did. I'm just a little uh, phone banking intern. Um, but I mean, it's definitely a good experience. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little boring at times, but it's good to know that you're like, you're doing good. Um, you're helping something that you believe in. And, um, honestly, it just, it just makes me happy to know that like my work is having some Mm -hmm. impact, especially these days when it feels like the current government doesn't really care about what its people Mm -hmm. think. Um, and I, I don't want to get like too, too political, but it, it's just, it's just good to know that I'm at least working for change. Yeah. yeah I, the, like, I guess warning that it does get a little bit boring at times because yeah, I, I have interned on bigger campaigns as well, other than my city council one. And I'm currently interning for a congressman as well, like I said, but mm-hmm. phone banking and canvassing, oh, it's just so so tedious to me and I really don't like it but you know it's campaign work and so how would you guys you know advise other people or listeners who might be interested in participating how would you or what advice would you give them when they're looking into you know participating in these political campaigns or maybe perhaps how they can reach out who can who can they reach out to right I think the first step you should take is just maybe emailing your local city or district worker, your representative, see if, like, is there anything I can do to get involved? Um, Can I help in any way? And usually they will include you in the campaign. That's a very good step to take. Um, Like like I said earlier, um, campaigns are always looking for help. And what I would say is, is if, like, you want to get, especially right now, I know a lot of people um, are looking to try to get involved. What what I would say is that there's a lot of stuff going off, um, on right now. And a lot of people um, are talking about how they want change and how they're trying to uh, make change. But what I would say is just make sure what you're getting involved with is something that will actually do something. Because I know... There, there are um, right now. There are a lot of petitions going on, for example, um, and I'm not saying you shouldn't sign them. You should, but I would just say be aware um, of the effect what you're what you're trying to do will have, uh, whether whether it's big enough of an impact to to make it worth your time. Is I guess my point. Mm-hmm. And that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you again to Alex Margolis and Isabella Liu. Well, thank you for having us. It was a good time. Yeah. You can learn more about what we discussed today at our Instagram at YWGS underscore beyond. And remember to like and subscribe to this podcast from wherever you're listening. If you want to reach out to our guests from today, if you have any questions for them, you you can reach Isabella at Isabella Liu. That is I S A B E L L A L I I U. And Alex at Alex underscore Margolis. 
If you have any questions for us or would like to be featured on the podcast, just message us on Instagram or email us at yygsbeyond at gmail.com. Next time, we'll talk to two YYGS Connect alumni, Yavanith Pena and Paige Elizabeth Clark. We're encouraging diversity in education curriculums and much more. Thank you to Melissa Dwelly for helping us with getting this podcast off the ground. And thanks to Yale Young Global Scholars for letting us use their name. Most importantly, thank you to you guys, the listeners. Cover art and podcast editing is done by me, Ivan Zhu. Music is composed by our co-host, Noah Tan. So check him out on Instagram and SoundCloud at Noah H. Tan. That is at N-O-A-H-H-T-A-N. Please remember that all views expressed on this podcast are those of our own and do not reflect the views of YYGS and Yale University. Until next time, see ya! See ya.